Hey, Kelsey. <laughs> Hello. Our rivalry today is about something that seems really mundane, but sometimes those are the ones that make you the most angry. Do you have anything like that in your life, Delta? I feel like I'm always feuding with other drivers. You know, I'm in L.A., so I'm constantly driving places. Mm -hmm. And I'm just such a stickler for, like, following the traffic rules. I don't think they're yeah. guidelines. I think they're rules. <laughs> I think that it's just something everybody has to do so that everybody can get places in the same amount of time. Yes, I hear you on that. So I, I'm everyone is my rival right now. Everyone is... <laughs> Well, actually, you know what? I take that back, Kelsey. Mm -hmm. That's not a rival. Those are my enemies. <laughs> Those are my enemies. Well, it's I kind of no a rivalry. Rival. They probably think you're their enemy too, right? Because they're just trying to get yeah, they past do. you. I feel like I'm like leading everyone when I'm the person that's going the 25 miles an hour in the 25 mile an hour zone. <laughs> and I can see all the cars behind me. And I just feel like the May Queen or something, just <laughs> waving to everyone. My hand is sort of curved, and I'm like, hello. These are all my people following, you see. They know the rules now. I've laid down the law. That's how I feel. This is Fierce Rivalries with me, Delta Work. And with me, Kelsey Padgett. Each week, I tell Delta the true story behind an infamous or an underrated rivalry with all the dramatic and sometimes petty twists and turns. And then I'll declare the winner, but not every story has a victor. Sometimes it's just about who loses more. So our rivalry this week is a special one for Mother's Day. The rivalry itself is not so sweet. It's between two moms and their daughters. It's one of those where it kind of only exists in one person's mind, but then it seeps out into the real world and has very negative effects, including an attempted murder. What? And not only that, it's a feud centered on one of the greatest sports, cheerleading, and one of the greatest places, Texas. Ooh, mm -hmm. regional queens. I know a lot about regional queens. <laughs> what do you know about regional queens? Tell me. I want to know. That there's always one person in the rivalry that that is fully invested and fully thinks that something is going on and that has everything to do with like projecting mm -hmm. and everything to do with like uh, not feeling rewarded mm -hmm. because somebody else is being rewarded because maybe there's like a jealousy about the way someone looks or what somebody has financially. So they feel like that person doesn't deserve that. They're just getting it because of money or getting it because of looks. And the reason I'm not getting it is because I don't have those opportunities. And sometimes it's just like, no, you suck. <laughs> you're gross. You're, you're gross. And yeah. But sometimes not. Sometimes it, sometimes it's true. But, you know, regionally, there's always that little pond and there's yeah. a couple of big fish. I don't know if that's this. Yeah, I, that does fit the situation, which you'll see. Um, all right. So this is a cheerleader rivalry in Texas. You know, I grew up in Texas. Cheerleading is a big deal because football is a big deal. Uh, the whole town sometimes will go to the football game, even if you don't have a kid who is on the football team or even in high school, which is weird. Right. It is 1989. George W. Bush just became president. Uh, if you turned on the radio, you would hear, if I could turn back term. Right. <laughs> By Cher. Right. So that's the time we're in. And where we are is a town in Texas called Channel View. 
Channel View is outside of Houston, but okay. it's not a suburb. It's past the suburbs. It's home to a shipping channel, an industrial town. It's full of Baptist churches and natural gas refineries, <laughs> which are a funny combination. But um, have you ever seen a natural gas refinery? No. I have not. All right. So they got these like huge metal smokestacks. And then at the very top is like fire. So if you went outside at night in Channel View, I am imagining your skyline has these big, terribly ugly metal smokestacks with fire coming out the top of them. It's like a hellish sort of view. That's frightening. Yeah. Yeah. End days. Yeah, a little bit. There's this great article in Texas Monthly, which is a magazine in Texas that does great journalism. They quoted an attorney who was born and raised in Channel View, and he said, God created Channel View so the people of Pasadena would have some place to look down on. That was real. Yeah. That was a real thing to say. (laughs) There was an article in, I think it was the LA Times, actually, about a city adjacent to me, which is called Downey. And I live in the city of Norwalk. And they said in the article that Downey is the Beverly Hills for Mexicans. (gasps) Because the area I live in is like largely Hispanic. And I thought... Well, I would think that Beverly Hills would be the Beverly Hills for Mexicans. Like, I thought, I just, can it just be Downey? (laughs) That's interesting to say, like, that's the city for people to look down. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That told me a lot about what kind of place it was. It's 1989. We're in Channel View, Texas. And the first side of this rivalry is a woman named Wanda Holloway, which I love that name. It's very Texan. Wanda. Mm-hmm. Wanda is a specific name. <laughs> it sure is. But it's not just about her. It's also about her 11-year-old daughter, Shanna Harper. So Wanda go. is trying to get Shanna to be head cheerleader. That's what she desires for her, right? So uh-huh. ever since Shanna is five years old, she's out there getting, doing everything to prep her to become a successful cheerleader. Wanda is like a helicopter mom to Shanna. She's like lives vicariously through her. She's involved in all of her activities. So she made sure Shanna was in a private Christian school. She's enrolled at a gymnastics studios to learn tumbling and gymnastics all before ever being a cheerleader, right? Like that's like the the Mm -hmm. stuff that builds you up to being able to be a cheerleader later. And at one point, she even got Shanna a small modeling gig at the mall. Oh, now that is going to be, that's going to (laughs) take her... Places Because if you model at the mall, that's really (laughs) where couture is. Truly, truly. Oftentimes she would get them matching outfits, which is so weird to me. I never had a matching outfit with my parents. Did you do matching outfits? Does that? I never did, but I do know someone in my family that does celebrate when she can fit into her daughter's clothing, which I don't know why that's a flex. And I don't know why you want to be in your daughter's, but I do know somebody that does that. She's like, oh, those are my shorts. Uh, Isn't that funny? Oh, I'm just wearing hers. And I'm like, that's so like, that is so unnecessary. Yeah. It's a little bit of a yikes, I feel like. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. Well. This is kind of a yikes, too. So they make matching outfits. One of the outfits was even a cheerleading uniform. So you've got the mama and the daughter, Mm. both in cheerleading outfits. 
Now, when I was thinking about the story, I'm like, why is this so important to Wanda? Why would you put your little kids in so early? Why would you spend so much money and time and all of this emphasis on it? And I think that for Wanda, when she was a teen, she was not allowed to be a cheerleader. Her parents were very conservative and her dad forbade it. He called Hmm. the cheerleading uniforms whorish. Okay. Okay. Not inappropriate Uh, or... No. Much too revealing. He just jumped all the way right there. Exactly. Exactly. And another thing is that Wanda, I think, lived in a very, like, limited world of possibilities for herself. To her, there was one certain way that a woman could climb the social hierarchy. Become the most liked girl in your class and find the boy with the best prospects and marry him and do better than your mother had. I mean, she had married at 18. Eventually, she divorces that guy and marries a richer, older man. Wanda's living in, like, a very patriarchal system, which, you know— Society is a very patriarchal system and maybe in Channel View at this time, like maybe that maybe in some ways those were the options. Right. So she wants the best for Shanna. That's why she's so obsessed with getting her to be her cheerleader. So, you know, I have a little empathy for that. Not a lot, but a little. How do you feel about that? (laughs) I I get it. Again, the idea of being like a big fish in a little pond, like Mm -hmm. if you only see a certain amount of examples, I think that's why, you know, as you said, People would go to the football game, even if they didn't have children in the game or cheerleaders in the game. They would go because it was the activity. What else is there to do? What are the other opportunities? Right. Totally. Okay. So Wanda is on her ongoing quest to get Shanna to have her best life. She takes Shanna out of the private Christian school that she had her in, and she enrolls her in the public junior high school. Why would she do that? Well, cheerleading. If Mm -hmm. you get on the junior high school cheer squad, your chances of getting on the high school cheer squad are much higher. So she puts her in sixth grade at this new public school so that at the end of the sixth grade year, she can try out for cheerleading for the first time. So the weird thing here at Channel View Junior High is (laughs) that not only do the, the coaches pick out the cheerleaders, but there's a secondary phase to picking the cheerleaders. Stop it. Yep. It's a popular vote, a literal popularity contest to decide who makes the team. Delta's just shaking her head. I can't. I can't. I, it's, I mean, it already sets people up for failure because, you know, even if you don't have that many friends, you, you show up with a bucket full of Halloween candy and you tell people, Hey, you want some candy? All you got to do is vote for me. I love you. We're friends. Like, you want to come to my house and go swimming? Like, you know what I mean? Are you psychic? Because that's where the story's going. Oh, God. (laughs) Of course. Of course. Regional behavior. (laughs) So Shanna tries out um, and she starts campaigning to get people to vote for her. And while she's trying out, she sees this girl that she knows from her old school, from the private school. But she's like, she doesn't go here. What What's she doing? How can she be trying out? She doesn't even go here. And that mm-hmm. girl is named Amber Heath. This is now the other half of our rivalry. <laughs> Amber Heath and her mother, Verna Heath. Ooh, Verna and Wanda are That's going right. to. Yeah, there's going to be a, the sheriff is going to have to get involved. Absolutely. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) So Verna decided that instead of taking Amber out of school a whole year before she could be on the cheer squad, that Mm -hmm. she would just go talk to the principal and get, you know, sort of a favor and say, oh, 
you know, we wanted to keep her at the Christian private school for another year, but she's coming to this school next year. Can't she try out for the team? And the principal said, oh, yeah, sure, sure. She can come up here, the school she doesn't go to, and mm-hmm. <laughs> try out for the team. Did she know the principal? Was there low-cut blouses involved? Like, I don't know. I'm already getting, like, it's 1989, and these people are really wanting this bad. So if they're asking for a favor, I'm just thinking what, in a small town, what you can do to, like, muster from yourself and what would be favorable to people in positions. I don't know. Well, I don't know what Verna did to get Amber the tryout, but I know that there was no rule against it. I mean, maybe the principal was just like, sure, why not? Maybe there was no cajoling at all. But mm-hmm. Wanda, on the other hand, is livid because she had her child going to this other school for a whole year just so that she could be eligible to try out for the cheer squad, right? Right. So she's complaining to the school board about it. She's asking other parents to tell their kids to not vote for the outsider. <laughs> so as mm-hmm. she starts okay. calling Amber, she's like, don't vote for that outsider. And that's funny because they literally live down the street from each other. Their houses have the same floor plan because they're in the same neighborhood, right? And it was built all at the same time. And, the you know, the daughters were the same age. They had been acquaintances since they were little kids, going to the same private school. They went to sleepovers together. They were at the same gymnastics studio where they were both learning how to be future cheerleaders. So anyway, let me tell you a little bit about Verna and Amber. Verna grew up in Channel View, just like Wanda did. But when she was a teen, she was allowed to wear uniforms and allowed to perform in front of a crowd. She wasn't a cheerleader, but she was a twirler. Do you know what a Mm -hmm. twirler is? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I do. That's its own special thing. Almost like the way a mascot would be its own thing. A twirler is like that soloist, Mm -hmm. that one that's coming in that's like, I don't have to learn, like, the choreography of everybody at the same time. I have my choreography. Mm -hmm. I'm the solo in the spotlight. And they generally have a baton, right, to twirl? Yes, yes. Yes. And they do, like, the splits and stuff like that. And maybe they, like, lead the parade if there is a parade. I think so. Yeah, Yeah, I think so. Verna was a twirler. And that maybe had, like, even more prestige than being a cheerleader, right? Yeah. So, you know... I think that's one of the the clashes here is Wanda's like, you were a twirler and now you're going to take away my daughter's chance of being a cheerleader? Come on now. Verna, she wanted her daughter, Amber, to succeed, but she wasn't as attached to her success as Wanda was. And we'll see more about that later. Anyway, back to the tryouts. We've got Amber showing up who doesn't even go here, (laughs) being Mm -hmm. allowed to try out for the Mm -hmm. team. And to add insult to injury, Amber is allowed to come up and hand out flyers that say, vote for Amber for cheerleader. And what does she do with those flyers? She adds a little bit of sparkle by taping a piece of candy to each one. Something sweet. Something sweet. And if there's anything I know about middle schoolers, they love Mm -hmm. candy. Right, right. Okay, so let me recap. At this moment, we know we've got Wanda and her daughter, Shanna, versus Verna and her daughter, Amber. Shanna has tried out and is now campaigning to get on the team, but so is Amber. But Amber, who doesn't even go to the school, is handing out candy with her flyers. So who at the moment are you rooting for? Well, as somebody who really does like to abide by the rules, you know, we were talking earlier and I said, I believe in traffic laws. I believe Mm -hmm. in all of that. 
I don't think that somebody should be allowed to come into school and cut the line. So there is something weird about that to me. If the school said it's okay, then the issue is with the school, not with the parent. Right. Because the parent asked for permission and the school said, sure. I feel like I'm on Wanda's side, although I know there's something wrong with Wanda with the matching clothes already. And I feel like she's (laughs) obviously already living vicariously through her daughter. Like she wants this for her, not for her daughter. And I know that. Right. I think the other one, I think Verna does want this for her daughter. But at this moment, I am kind of on the side of Wanda. Okay. I feel like. Just because she's following the rules. (laughs) There we go. All right. But she's a freak already. (laughs) So we are going to find out who wins right after a break. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. If you're looking for a smoking gun, I can absolutely guarantee you, you will not find it. In October 2001, a series of letters filled with a deadly powder called anthrax were dropped into the U.S. mail system. What started as an unprecedented case turned into an unsettling mystery. Who sent these deadly letters and why? From Campside Media and Sony Music Entertainment, I'm Josh Dean, and this is Cover Up Season 4, The Anthrax Threat. Available now. All right, so it's Wanda and Shanna versus Verna and Amber. Which mom and daughter have worked hard enough to secure their spot on the cheer team? Obviously, the moms aren't on the team, but that's what it feels like, you know, like which mom is going to (laughs) get on the team. And at least for Wanda, that seems to be really the thing. Well, as you can predict... The candy works on the middle schoolers, mm-hmm. and Amber is voted more popular and gets the spot on the team. So Wanda is pissed, and, you know, maybe reasonably so, <laughs> because right. Amber didn't even go to the school. How could she right. beat Shanna? There was a quote from a school administrators. They said, Wanda went through a lot when Shanna didn't make it. Had they not allowed Amber to try out, Shanna would have made it. Just because of the numbers, like, she would have been on the team. (laughs) So it's very clear that if Amber hadn't shown up out of the blue, Shanna would have had this. So Wanda causes a big stink, and the school board actually changes the rules and writes down in the rules somewhere that you have to have gone to the school for at least a semester before you can try out to be cheerleader but that doesn't change anything for for shanna and wanda because that's you know that'll be in effect in the next year wanda still wants to get shanna on the team right and she's like okay there's always a chance next year who cares if you weren't on the seventh grade team you'll get on the eighth grade team we'll be fine a year goes by and in the meantime they're practicing with her all the time she's still taking private cheer lessons still going to her gymnastics classes and wanda starts brainstorming okay How can we beat that candy? What are we going to do this year to win the hearts and minds of those other children? (laughs) She calls up her ex-husband, who is Shanna's dad. They have shared custody. And she's like, what can we do? What can we make? And he said, oh, 
we can make up custom rulers, like wooden rulers that you use in class, the 12 inches that says, uh-huh. vote for Shanna. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And, and also some number two pencils and hand those out. Wanda thinks this is a great idea. So comes the time. Shanna tries out again. She's good enough to make the first round of it. She's got to win the popular vote. And so she starts handing out these little prizes Uh to everybody. And um, the vice principal comes up and confiscates the rulers and pencils, saying that they they did not comply with the school election code. And it turns out there is a rule against handing out anything of value. Food is of value. <laughs> I would say so. Candy is food. Yeah. Wanda's like, well, last year you let Verna and Amber hand out candy. Yeah. This should be allowed. Come on. Come on. And they, they say, no, sorry. Can't do it. And we'll make sure nobody hands out candy either. So nobody hand out anything except for paper flyers. All right. Wanda's like, this sucks. What are we going to do? And she says, oh, well, we just tape the rulers and pencils to the flyers, and then you can hold them like a little flag. And so it's just like a wooden dowel that holds up the the flyer. But it'll still be memorable for the kids because it still says okay. <laughs> for Shanna on it. Yeah. And that lady last year, Verna, she passed out candy, so this should be fine. So Shanna takes the rulers, now taped to the flyers up to the school, starts handing them out. And again, they take everything from her. Yeah. The cheer sponsors are having a meeting and all of the parents who are parents of the the current cheer squad are called to a meeting as well. Of course, Verna is there because her daughter Amber is already on the team, right? And in that meeting, they have a vote and they decide to disqualify Shanna from running to be on the cheer squad. Because she broke Why? the rules. Because she handed out the pencils and rulers when she was told not to. Where, when did the rule come into effect? Was the rule sitting in effect when Amber was campaigning? Was it, was yes. there, that rule was there? Yes. They just didn't enforce it then. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. I have a major drop in this story that has nothing to do, well, it, it does sort of have to do with this story. Mm-hmm. First year that I worked behind the scenes on a TV show, mm-hmm. I was nominated for an Emmy. Oh, wow. And the nomination was rescinded because I did not appear on every call sheet for the entire season. I came in on the second episode oh. and you have to appear on every call sheet. So they rescinded the nomination and I thought, oh, those are the rules. I understand. No problem. The second year I was nominated, I was on all the call sheets and I won an Emmy. I I was nominated and I won the Emmy. The third year, Mm -hmm. I was no longer working on the show, Mm -hmm. but they do nominate from the previous year, right? Mm. So the previous year is what goes forward. Mm -hmm. And I was on every call sheet and I did the star's hair. Mm -hmm. And what I learned was that the production company can list or not list whoever they want, regardless of who was really on the call sheet. (gasps) So when people go, hey, didn't you win an Emmy? I always want to go, I actually won two, but I just wasn't presented the second one. So what's interesting is these rules should have applied yeah. To Amber. Yes. I don't know if it's like retroactively or yeah. like how that works. Yeah. But your story is harrowing, by the way. That's I would be so upset. I would be so mad. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. So we're here we are with Amber and 
Wanda and Vernon. Of course, it's much lower stakes. It's not Emmys. <laughs> it's a big deal, though. It's a big but deal. It is a big deal. It is a big deal. So Wanda is incredibly upset because Shanna is not going to be a cheerleader again in eighth grade. This means that she can try out for high school cheerleading without having been on the middle school squad, but it's very unlikely that she'll get it. Wow. Her whole plan for her daughter has just gone down the drain ever since she was five years old. I feel like somebody has a vendetta, though, a little bit against them because... (laughs) Why were they like, no, this person's scot-free over here, but you, we got a problem with you. Wanda would agree. Wanda says, these people are out to get me. <laughs> this is, there's something. It feels something. like it. Yeah, yeah. And so what can I do? What can I do to help my kid get on the high school team? She says. Pencil erasers. <laughs> Pencil erasers, <laughs> Pencil I'm erasers. telling you. She says, screw these middle school, junior high people. Uh-huh. She goes and gets a job at the high school. Like, you know, she's devoting her life to this. And she sort of hits a breaking point where she calls up her ex-husband's brother, Terry. And I'm going to call Terry Uncle Terry because he is Shanna's uncle. And everybody has an Uncle Terry. Everybody has the guy in their family who is... Got some troubles with the law, you know, a sort of a, a black sheep who's reliably unreliable character to call right. upon. A ne'er do well. A ne'er do well. Yes, yes. He yes. drinks hot Mountain Dew. <laughs> uh huh. Exactly. Okay. So Wanda calls up Uncle Terry and she says, "How much do you love your niece and nephew?" Oh Lord. Mm-hmm. And Uncle Terry says, "I love them with with my life." Mm-hmm. And Wanda explains all about Verna and Amber. She's like, this is what they've done over and over again. They're ruining Shanna's chances of getting on the cheerleading team. They're ruining Shanna's chances of having a good life. If you really love your niece, you can help her by getting rid of Verna and Amber. Mm-hmm. My Lord. <laughs> She's asking Uncle Terry to kill Verna and Amber. She lost already. <laughs> this would... is, I mean, this is, that's the, that's the breaking point right there. Although I would love to, I don't know why, I, I wonder, if, is Uncle Terry still alive? Because he might be able to get my second Emmy statuette. <laughs> I don't true. know how successful he was here, so I'm just, you know, projecting. But I, I huh. Yeah. That's a lot. That's, that's too much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. too, I mean, come on. Actually, getting the job at the school was too much. Yes. The second time she sent the rulers was too much. (laughs) So what happened? So Uncle Terry says, I don't do anything like that. Of course, I've had problems with the law. We know that I'm Uncle Terry, but I don't know anybody who would do that, who would kill a 13-year-old. Right. And Wanda says, okay, all right, fine. I'll get back to you. Oh, she's going to check back in. Yeah. (laughs) I'll get back to you on this. Maybe there's another plan. Can we just maim? (laughs) You wait. Okay, so Uncle Terry says, all right, all right. Wanda's just having a real bad day. (laughs) No worries. I'm not going to worry about that. Months later, it's Christmas Eve, and Shanna is with her dad and his side of the family, which includes Uncle Terry, right? Shanna has a message for Uncle Terry. She says, 
my mom wants you to call her at this number. And she says, I don't know what it's about, but she wants you to call her. (laughs) He calls up Wanda and he's like, "Okay, what's the deal with the secret phone call? And again, she says, can you get rid of these people for me? I really mean it. Can you get rid of these people for me? Uncle Terry says, why don't you just let Shanna try out for the team? If she doesn't get it, she doesn't get it. It's cheerleading. And Wanda says, no, if she doesn't make it, she'll be too devastated. She'll never try out again. This will ruin everything for her. Uncle Terry's like, no. When he gets off the phone and he's like, God, is this is this for real? Does this woman really want to to hurt people? Is she going to make something happen? Who else is she asking to do this? If she does do something to these people, is she going to say that I did it? I Mm -hmm. maybe need to, to tell somebody about this. So, oh, okay. Yeah. So Terry does. He calls up the sheriff's office, sets up a meeting with a detective. And when Terry says, I know a woman who wants two people killed, the detective said, No shit. Everybody knows somebody who wants two people killed. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> Which is hilarious. It's a small town. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually, Terry convinces him that it's serious and. They set him up with a wire and a phone tap so that he can record Wanda asking for this hit. So over the next three weeks, Terry records Wanda and moves the plot forward saying, oh, OK, I've got a guy. He'll do it. It'll cost twenty five hundred for Verna, but it'll cost five thousand for Amber since she is a child. And oh, and so they won't feel as bad because they got a little extra. So exactly. Help, like. It pads it. So, okay. Isn't it interesting how people, when you hear these stories, people know that this behavior is reprehensible. They know Mm -hmm. it's wrong. They know it's unnecessary. That's why they go to the people that they already know have a bad reputation. Exactly. Exactly. Like Because they're like, I'm not going to do that. That's gross. (laughs) But I don't mind if you do it. Yeah. Uh, That just seems really weird because it's like the full admission already. Yes. I'm going to have to pay to have this take done because it's terrible. Yes, because it's too terrible for my own hands to do. Right. You know? Right. And so when Terry tells Wanda that it's going to be 5000 for the child for Amber, <laughs> she says 5000 is too much. And oh, okay. Uncle Terry is like, what? You know, killing a kid, it costs more. It just does. And she says, Terry, you don't know this girl. You don't know this little girl like I do. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. And this is on tape. So wow, she ends up deciding, okay, okay, I can't afford Amber. We'll just do Verna. We'll just do the mom. And then that way, Amber will be mourning her mother. She'll be too distraught to be on the cheerleading team. So it takes a little time for Wanda to find the money. But eventually she decides, oh, I've got these pair of diamond earrings and I'll use that as my down payment. And then, you know, Terry can move the plot forward. So one day Wanda drops Shanna off at church and then meets up with Uncle Terry. And according to one article, she's removing the earrings from her ears as she's handing them over to Uncle Terry. She says, I couldn't pull the trigger myself, but. I sure can do it this way. Wow. Right. Which is exactly what you were saying about like admitting that like this thing is so horrible. I cannot do it, but I can make somebody right. else do it. I mean, was he going to – do we know how this was going to be 
was this supposed to be like a gunshot or like or did this happen? This didn't happen. <laughs> no, because this is the police already involved, right? So right, he's like right, he's right, taking right. care. And so it's never gonna happen. There was never actually a hitman hired, you know, nobody is actually planning to do it. And the next morning, the cops arrive to Wanda's house. Shanna is in the garage practicing her gymnastics, as per usual. And two cops show up and say, Where's your mom? And she's like, inside. And Wanda calmly takes off the jewelry that she's wearing so because she knows she's going to be arrested. She doesn't resist. She doesn't ask them why. She just goes with them and she knows what's going to happen. Wow. Of course, there's a trial, which we'll talk about after the break. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We're a new show breaking down the anime and pop culture news you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) And we agree on some things, but not on everything. Oof. I remember, what was that? <laughs> say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. Listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. What if you could become stronger, more resilient, cure disease, and all you have to do is get naked in the cold? And breathe. You get into ice water, and instead of like freaking out, you relax. It's called the Wim Hof Method, and Gwyneth Paltrow and Justin Bieber love it. I do the ice plunge because it's good for your body. But there's also a dark side. How many people have died doing the Wim Hof Method? We can override even death! Listen on the podcast Infamous. That's Infamous, playing now. So when Verna is told what happened... She's like, God is watching over me. Like, thank God that somebody was out there to stop her from doing these things. It's horrifying to think that someone would want you and your daughter dead to become a cheerleader. And how after you were dead, they would plan to go to the football game and watch their daughter cheer, knowing that someone had been killed to reach that point. Like, that's insane. And it's not lost on Verna. She's upset about it. Also, this like completely blows up in the press because of everything that you and I are talking about of like, why, how, what? And why would it be that important to her to take a life, you know? Also, the fact that it's Texas and it's cheerleaders, like it just goes crazy. That same article I quoted from before the Texas Monthly article had this really great quote about how this blew up in the press. And it said, Wanda's story may have been played as a grotesque aberration, but it was quickly reduced to archetypical and predictable components, which meant that it gave everyone a chance to feel smug. Once again, people in Pasadena and elsewhere had a place to look down upon, you know, to say, look at these rednecks down there killing each other over Mm -hmm, cheerleading. mm -hmm. So Wanda's arrested. Meanwhile, life is still moving forward. Both Amber and Shanna only take one week off school. Okay. Um, and then they both are back at school and they have a class together. And how does that go down? I mean, I, how do you? They just did not talk to each other. But I, I cannot imagine how tense that would be, you know? Right, right. 
hopefully they sat far away from each other. Like, what if they, like, you had to pass your paper back and it's to somebody whose mom was going to put a hit out on you? And they're how old at this point? They are 13. They're about to be freshmen in high school. They're still eighth graders. I mean, that's already in itself a weird time in our lives. You know what I mean? Like, coupled with the idea that somebody attempted to kill your mother and you, possibly. Yeah. Well, so the media started calling Wanda pom-pom mom. And Shanna said, I felt like I had a flashing neon sign on my forehead that said pom-pom mom's daughter. And, you know, she was trying to cope with everything by just, like, not talking about it and isolating herself, Mm -hmm. which didn't really play very well with the other students. Because Shanna said at home, her parents were not talking about it. Her mom makes bail, gets out, and is just acting like nothing happened. Never talks about it with Shanna. Much later on, like a couple of years ago, Shanna does an interview and she says she did not even want to be a cheerleader. That her mom had convinced wow. her when she was five years old that it would be fun and that it would be their thing together. But it was never something Shanna wanted for herself. At one point, she even tried to quit, but Wanda wouldn't let her. Wow. And she said, and then when my mom got arrested, I got disqualified and it didn't matter anymore. A part of me was really relieved, which oh is God. just so, uh, like to imagine being relieved because you don't have to worry about cheerleading anymore, but your mom is in jail. So Wanda goes to trial. At the trial, the prosecution plays six audio tapes, 45 minutes of Wanda and Terry, you know, the secret recordings he had made. Mm-hmm. So here mm-hmm. are some of the most damning quotes and they're all out of context, but they're quotes. Wanda says, I want her gone. I would like it done. I'm serious about it. I've just got to come up with the money. I've been thinking about doing this for two years. I can't Mm. afford to do both. The mother's the one who screwed me around. The mother's done all the damage. Okay, we'll go for the mother. Let's go for the mother. In response to Uncle Terry asking, you want her dead? Wanda says, I don't care what you do with her. You could just keep her in Cuba for 15 years. I just want her gone. And then she says, If I get tied to this, I know I'd have to move, but I know I want you to do it, which is just Mm. so crazy to me that she was thinking, oh, the the biggest consequence that could happen to me is that I would have to move out of the town that I've lived in my whole life. But why Cuba? Like, (laughs) I'm trying to understand, like, why she thinks, like, that's the spot. Have her disappear. Can you imagine how much work goes? Is she suggesting don't kill her, just tie her up and, like... Yeah, I think make her she, be in Cuba. I think that she's like trying to mitigate her empathy and think, oh, okay, mm-hmm. well, you don't have to kill her. You could just right. kidnap her for a long time. Just make her not here. Yeah. Just get rid of this situation for me. I don't care how you do it. Which I wonder if in, in the trial that it comes up like, well, I offered options. I mean, I didn't really want her dead. <laughs> well, the defense that Wanda and her lawyers come up with was that this was all a plan concocted by her ex-husband and Uncle Terry in order to make Wanda look bad so her ex-husband could get custody of the kids. <laughs> that she would have never thought about getting rid of Verna had Terry not brought it up. And that Terry, like, throughout the tapes is, like, tricking her and putting it into her mind that she wants this to happen. And so where does this end up going? So the jury, I mean, they heard all those tapes. Yeah. They say, no doubt this woman is guilty. Definitely guilty. It's not her ex-husband. It's not Uncle Terry. She should get 15 years in prison. 15 years because that's how long she wanted to send Verna to Cuba. 
and they fine her $10,000. So Shanna, who was 14 at this point, says that when her mom was found guilty, that it was probably one of the most difficult moments of my life. When I hugged her at that point, before they took her away, I really thought I'm not going to be able to touch her again for another 14 years. I was lost. She was my world and I was her world and I was losing everything that was so important to me, which is just like really sad because, you know, what Wanda wanted to happen (laughs) was for Amber to lose her mom and for Amber to be in a state of mourning and not be able to be a cheerleader or succeed. But now it's right. it's Wanda's own daughter, Shanna, who has lost her mother and has to mourn that and has no chance of ever being a cheerleader. Pretty soon after Wanda is sentenced to the 15 years in jail, her case is appealed and negated because one of her jurors was actually on probation. And I learned that you can't be a juror when you're on probation, it turns out. And they did not know this. When they, they did not did know it. Selection. No. How do they not know that? Like it was like an error. Like the the juror had told them, and he was like, I, "Also, I, I have just been on a jury six months ago when I was on probation then, and that was fine." So mm. this is the second time. That probably they the, the principal this. was probably involved in this because it's it's fine <laughs> if you had candy, but it's not fine if you did this. It was fine when you, you're on probation sometimes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So she gets a second trial, and at the second trial, she takes a plea deal instead of going through the whole thing, and she is sentenced to 10 years in jail. But she only spends one year in jail and then is let out on probation, sentenced to a 1,000 hours community service, which just screams white privilege to me. One year for conspiring to kill another person. Verna surprisingly, was in favor of this decision. She says, there is justice today. I don't want Wanda to stay in jail for the rest of her life. I want her to have help, and I want her to realize what she did was wrong, which I think is, like, very mature of Verna. I wish I could have heard her actually saying it because, like, I can almost also, too, like, imagine an extra bitchiness in that. Like, that could be another way. It could be very, like, see what I've done for you. Mm -hmm. My family's always looked out for everyone else. That's why we're cheerleaders. That's why we're, that's why we're (laughs) twirlers. That's right. Because we don't want bad things for Mm -hmm. people like you. Bless her heart. A real bless her heart. Right. It's very that. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Completely. It's bless her heart. Yeah. It's sugar honey iced tea. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right, so I at the end here, I have like a little bit of like, where are they now? Verna and Amber don't talk about this very much anymore. They they are pretty quiet about it. Verna won a civil case against Wanda for $150,000 for, you know, all of the emotional damages, I, I suppose, that mm-hmm. happen when you have a hit taken out on you. So Delta, who do you think the winner is? Wanda Wanda did did not win this at <laughs> no, all no. whatsoever. I mean, <laughs> I, fe- I listen, the first like 10 minutes of this storyline, uh-huh. I was like I'm on Wanda's side. And then the second like the rulers went back to school, I was like <laughs> you lost. Well, you I lost. Think, I think with this one it's not so much like who's winning and losing, but like who is losing the least out of this? And maybe it's between, like, Shanna and Amber, right? Like, they're both, like, super traumatized by this event. Mm-hmm. But it feels weird to pit them against each other. Shanna, 
these days has done a few interviews. She did one with People magazine. And she says, obviously, I veer away from being a stage mom with my own kids. (laughs) I think (laughs) I've learned that lesson. (laughs) She says her sons are in football. And if one of them said that he didn't want to play anymore, she would be okay with that. He can be a cheerleader. <laughs> he can be a cheerleader. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah. That's, oh I'm not God. living through you. Not like my mother. Right. Yeah. But she says she still has a relationship with her mom and her mom is a good grandmother. So. Mm, okay. I think that's very interesting. I, I don't know how you would continue to have a relationship with your mother after that. But Wanda lost in the beginning. Yep. And yep. had every opportunity to actually make her family really powerful and I had a moment to show her daughter, I'm going to show you how we can turn this around and actually challenge people to respect us. And we can yeah. make a change to this rule. This rule doesn't have to exist anymore. There doesn't have to be a popular vote. There doesn't have to be candy's okay and rulers are not okay. Let's change this. Instead of top focusing on cheerleading, let's do something like that involves our mind for this. Definitive loser across the board, Wanda. Yes. For sure. From something else in Sony Music Entertainment, this is Fierce Rivalries, hosted by me, Delta Work. And me, Kelsey Padgett. I also produce the show. Gabriella Santana is our associate producer. Caitlin Pierce is our editor. Our production coordinators are Sasonia Davenport, Tamika Balance Kolosny, and Lily Hambly. Our theme music is by Allison Leighton Brown. Josh Gibbs is our engineer. Our executive producers are Lizzie Jacobs, Tom Koenig, and Caitlin Pierce. TJ Raphael was our development producer. We've got rivalries. Yes, we do. We've got rivalries. How about you? <laughs> Very good. You made the team. Wow. Made the team. No stickers, nothing.